name's Matt. Matthew Serbeck. I guess I should say the whole thing. No, we shouldn't. My name's Natalie. You know, they should, but I have stuff to promote. Oh, no, yeah, you probably should. <laughs> my name's Natalie, and my last name is not Serbeck, but I know a Serbeck. It's uh, right in front of me. Yeah, that's me. I know another one. And this is our this is our podcast. Um, what I was gonna do is is I was gonna pitch you ideas for titles of the podcast as well. Okay. So we can do that now. That We're recording this after we recorded the episode. I have yes. no problem being transparent about that. <laughs> do you think that that should be the second conversation? <laughs> <laughs> so this is just you're gonna get a little bonus episode right here. Okay. Uh, pillow? No. Uh, under the blankets. Uh, Based on your love of being under blankets. My love of being under blankets. You think I have a love for being under yes. blankets? Yes. What makes you say that? The fact that you're constantly under blankets. You want to be under one right now. No, this isn't a blanket. But you, I said you want to be, and there's a blanket right behind you that you could very well use if you wanted. Yeah, I forgot it was there. So you would have been under that blanket. But because it's cold. <laughs> Listen. It's, I'm not. It's not, I'm not nagging you. I know that you're. I want to name a podcast after it. I, I like it. Under the blanket. Yes. I'm always cold. <laughs> Do you want to call the podcast? It's always. I'm always cold. <laughs> it's cold in here. <laughs> there must be toros. There. Yeah. Clovers. Uh huh. No, I'm not very good at naming things. Um. Okay. What about reality blender? Do we make smoothies? No, but the art style would be like you could draw a picture of like us in a blender and it would look cool. And reality blender is like we get to talk about some real stuff, but we also get to talk about some weird stuff. Like me pitching you movie my story ideas that I Just come Just call it the blender. I no, but it, I for Google search purposes, you can't do stuff like that. Oh, true, 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 true. I know. True, true. <laughs> you gotta. So I these are ones I know aren't taken because I googled them. What do it. you do about your name when I try to Google you? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I get hits obviously because there's a ton of stuff yeah. out there for you, but Matthew Serback, but. Oh, it's Matthew with one T. That's what this discussion's about. So, but what Google always does is, did you mean Matthew with two T's setback? And I was like, that's kind of rude. Yeah, that's fine. But if you're searching for me, chances are you know who I am and that, like, I'm a writer. Yeah. So the very first things that pop up are writing-related things. Mm -hmm. So you would know. It doesn't doesn't autocorrect to anything. It just says, like... It does. It it autocorrects a setback. No, it suggests that as like, did you mean to search for? Oh, yeah. The, the, I mean, the first time I searched you, I was on my phone. Oh. It changed it. I couldn't find anything. And then I realized. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Anyway, never mind. That's it. So the I'm Google I'm, search. I'm Google famous hit me. Google famous. Mm-hmm. That's what you should call it. The show? Yeah. Okay. I'm in. I actually love that. Yeah. I'm easily convinced. Okay. Let's hope that these middle level marketers never get to me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, here's the ideas I had, and then you said, "Well, I'm in." <laughs> it's way better than me. Teach me how to be like you. Like me? Yeah. How much money do I gotta give you to be like you? Millions. <laughs> I'm in. Where do I sign? Um, on my ass. <laughs> uh, give me the money first. <laughs> and then I get to sign on your ass? Yeah. I don't really need care for papers or anything. <laughs> Just give me the money. <laughs> Why are you trying to make it complicated? You're like an American businessman. Why are you trying to bring your uh, imperialism out here? Okay, here's how I want to end the, end the outro, okay? Yeah. Uh, 
we can both do it, but I really just want you to do it, but I'll do it if it'll make you feel better. Mm-hmm. I want you to try and cut a professional wrestling promo like you're oh, I like you're a macho man. I can't. Yes, you can. No, no, no. Who's macho man? Randy Savage? I've never seen him. Oh, yeah. Snap a new Slim Jim. <laughs> Slapping on a Slim and Jim. He would do this. You can't, they can't see, but you can describe him. He would do this a lot. He's uh, pointing a lot with his index finger. Oh, yeah, talks. brother. If it's a mania, me and, me and the Hawks are going to lock horns, brother. Voice, yes. You try it now. You know what that reminds what? me? You got to do it. I want you to do it. Do an imitation of what I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm missing the hand. <laughs> I'm going to see you in the ring. And I'm going to cut your like you, nose off. <laughs> you're just doing you. As, <laughs> that would be a wrestling program. You're trying to chop. I guess Listen, this is a story for a different day. <laughs> we don't. I can't make this podcast any longer. <laughs> We'll talk about that next time. Oh, we will. You know why? Because tomorrow I got well, there's a wrestling thing we can watch to, and it'll make you feel better. Fuck yes. Okay. That's the end of the intro. Oh, hang on. I'm Matthew Serbeck, and she's Natalie. This is Google Famous. Yes. You just saw it titled. Search me up. I'll hit the music now. Get lucky. my phone i don't know do you want me to call you but you need to call my phone first to find my phone so that i can find i found my phone okay i don't know where my phone is what are you laughing about nothing (laughs) (laughs) no i wasn't laughing at that what are you what are you laughing about (laughs) i don't know i just i'm holding a microphone i don't know i thought it was funny don't you feel important yeah i do I always let, like, I have such anxiety about public speaking and, like, talking in general, I think. Mm-hmm. But when you put a microphone, like, you attach a microphone to it, I'm just like, I'm in. I can really? do that. Yeah. Just feel more confident with a microphone? Well, I just feel like people are like, that guy's got a microphone. He has, like, <laughs> there's a reason people just don't have microphones. It's like a natural authority is when someone on a microphone's like, hey. And everyone's like, oh, the guy, shut up. <laughs> He's got something. Do you want to start carrying a microphone everywhere you go? No, I think it loses effect if you do that. What if I carry a microphone <laughs> and then I give it to you in places? Then you would be being handed a phone. Yeah. Uh, microphone. Yeah, but that's not, I wouldn't have it on my persons at all time. It that's would, what I'm saying. You wouldn't. I yeah, know. I'm in on that. I don't know what I would ever need to say on a microphone. You just said you feel important. Do you just like turn it on say, hey, is this thing on? Yeah, I'll be here all week. Be here all week. Gotta go. And then I do a dance. Love some you. Finger guns. And I'm, I'm, I leave the drug mart. <laughs> <laughs> the drug mart. Yep. Oh, shit. Just doing my routine up there at the old <laughs> drug mart. <laughs> right? The employees will hear you. Right next to the cosmetic you. counter over in the corner where no one goes. Hey, that's also where the DVDs are. Did you know Drug Mart rents DVDs? Yeah, I do. I used, I, I used to rent movies from Drug Mart back in the Dizzy oh, when I was young. You had a couple near you? Yeah, Drug Marts are everywhere in the neighborhood. In the hoods. In the neighborhood, in the neighborhood. as Joe Biden would say. <laughs> and out here in these neighborhoods, you know how they be. He grew Twi- up in the streets of the suburbs. 25 miles per hour, baby. <laughs> the people were always speeding in my neighborhood, <laughs> rolling through a stop sign calling the police 
You guys don't know about that life. Uh, I I learned about my, my public speaking-ness, like my ability, in high school when I was a senior. I don't remember what class it was, but we had to give oral presentations at the end of the year. But for whatever reason, people's parents were there too. What? Yeah, I don't. I cannot remember for the life of me what it was. <laughs> but I remember we had to wear like a blazer. Like what you had the to, fuck? yeah, and you had to give a presentation. Was to the blazer like a formal part of your uniform? No, we didn't wear blazers. Okay. Ever, except for that day and the day we had to take photos, senior photos. But was the blazer like? Did you have to buy from the school? No, 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 no. No, I went to... (laughs) We went to the Goodwill and we bought it and then my mother did some alterations. Did it fit at the end? Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) Because I knew it fit at the beginning. But, you know... Was it better or worse? It was the same. Do you you ever, think? Here's a, the only analogy I can make is probably one you're not familiar with. Have you ever seen you know football players when they wear their jerseys? Usually they're really tight mm-hmm. to the jerseys, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's one thing, like the pads they're wearing and the jersey looks so tight. But then sometimes you'll see the ones with their huge sleeves that go down <laughs> to like their elbows, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just ill-fitting. I was not the the former. I was the latter. <laughs> I was the weird-looking football player. Okay. <laughs> uh, but anyways, <laughs> so we had to give these presentations, but it was done alphabetically. So you knew when you were going to get called, like what day. This is, I think it was like a multiple-day thing. Yeah, I mean, it has to be. So you knew what day you were going. You knew like what time you were supposed to go, et cetera, and so on. That's a good time to have an S starting. Well, so we're going through the alphabet, and I get skipped. And they go through everyone else. And the teacher, like, gets up there, and they're like, well, I think we're all done. And I was like, uh, yeah, you... Why would you tell? Because I had, I thought if I didn't do it and I was there, they'd be like, why didn't you say something? Like, I went to an actual school where they weren't <laughs> going to be like, uh, you got us. <laughs> you get an A. They'd have been like, you weren't there, clearly. And then I'd be like, no, I was there, and I knew I didn't get called, but I didn't say anything. So I felt like my only option was to be like, hey, what, up, be what about me? And they were, he's like, oh my god, I'm so, so sorry. I feel, he's like, I'm so, oh, I can't believe I did this. Like, I skipped you and just forgot you were even, like, in existence. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, definitely. And he was like, oh, but come on up. You can give your presentation. And so I'm walking up there, and obviously now it's so awkward, right? Because he was he made it seem like a huge deal i yeah. didn't i was just like hey just like you forgot me. you skipped me i need to go yeah so i can do this so and get my age. he turned into like a big deal like he felt really bad which is a nice thing to feel yeah. when you've done something like that however you're now making weird energy in the room that <laughs> everyone's picking up on because like the captain of the ship is like we're going down <laughs> and just keep playing the music and we're like wait we don't want to keep playing music <laughs> Anyway, so I get up there, and I was like, <clears throat> looks like I'm getting an A. <laughs> <laughs> and we shut that shit down. <laughs> you remember all of that, but you can't remember what class it was. Oh, hell no, because I, I, I couldn't even remember what the rest of the speech was about. <laughs> I, know, I, got, I got an A. Uh, but you did. But... <laughs> 
I just remember that. You think you're not going to give it to the kid you forgot? Well, maybe if they didn't go up there and comment. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I'll be here all week, guys. I, I, yeah, no, I was like, this is weird energy. I'm going to use this at Drug Mart when I go up there later. <laughs> I like the energy. You as a young tenor. I was like, I want you to open for me. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you're doing is making me look way better. <laughs> so, yeah, me and my teacher are going to go on tour. <laughs> Starting December 1st. Mr. Teacher. Yeah, I don't remember his name. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it because at first I was like, maybe it was Honors English because that seems like something that you might have to do for Honors English is give a presentation of some sort about a book that you wrote a 20-page paper about, you know? Mm-hmm. But that teacher had a very distinct look. He looked like a turtle. <laughs> and I don't mean that in like a... Like a Metaphorical way. I mean, literally, look like um, Rocco's Modern Life. You know the turtle from that show? No. There's a turtle on that show. He look. He just <laughs> like you would think he has a shell yeah. at all times. He was really weird looking, and I remember that not only was he weird looking, but that was like the first class where I was. At, I was just a complete and utter like I have no interest in being here with you uppity motherfuckers like I can't like we're discussing books and their importance and you all just sound so stupid I used to only raise my hand it was a joke in the class I became known for I'd only raise my hand to compare things to Ninja Turtles like movies did you ever compare the teacher to Ninja Turtles? no but I was like this book reminds me of when Raphael and I just start talking about scenes in the movie and I would stop <laughs> this teacher must this is why he forgot you frankly. no different teacher oh. that's what I mean I know it had to be a different teacher because there's no way that guy could speak in public oh. <laughs> just based on his demeanor in class and how you know I kind of bullied him and other people bullied him oh my god I also one of the cra- that class has one of my craziest memories where we were all taking a test and a bird flew into the window oh my god like fast <laughs> Like, cling, and nobody looked up from their test, but me and my friend Eli, who was sitting next to me, we both look, and we look, and there's a, like, we see the bird slammed and fall, no one batted an eyelash, and we were just like, like, we couldn't even finish taking the test, we were like, audibly, I, one of us went like, did no one see that? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's just like, not, and then everyone looked, and we were like, a bird <laughs> and everyone's just guys. like take your test and we're like murder has happened how do you not just chilling what is this is white privilege <laughs> if i've ever <laughs> seen it y'all i got a question uh-huh. why is that your only memory of an oral report for class is that the only time you- it was the only memorable part no i mean not just that part just do you not? Did you not? Do you not remember having oral reports in class in general? Or do no, you we did. I only remember that one. All the other ones were stupid because oh, yeah, yeah. you know it's school stuff that you're probably not super interested in to begin with. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, also you have to like here, like their tr- their idea of training you is just putting you up in front of other people and going do this and hoping you get comfortable when there's probably much better ways to teach children to feel comfortable speaking in public to one another about topics that they know mm-hmm. instead of that but oh, different issue for a different day yeah. so my my yeah, yeah long story short i only remember it because of how Funny i don't think i'd ever really like performed anything in front of people before so this is like the first time there's 
complete strangers that I'm about to talk to and act like I know what I'm talking about as a 17-year-old child. <laughs> like, here's... I th- it might have been, like, I don't know, a creative class of some cor- sort, but I don't I don't know. I think Logan might have been there. I can't remember. High school's a fucking blur, you know? I remember bits and pieces, yeah. just the oddities. Like, one day, uh, and my this is how rich my school was. They built a senior center, which sounds like it might be for senior citizens because they're a Catholic church, you know, and they might build something to help the community. No, this was a, a center for seniors in high school that only seniors were allowed in. Exclusively? Yes. Unless there's some engineering classes out there, so uh, it was you like a go- like a country club. Like yeah, we had like ro- a room, a huge room where we were like you could go there as a senior and just sit there but no one else was allowed and the idea was like did anybody go to their classes yeah but this was like a lot of us had like study halls multiple times a day at this point especially those those who took advanced classes you know we already have enough credits to graduate we're mainly taking honors classes so we would sometimes you'd have multiple study halls um and multiple gym classes (laughs) um and so you would go there we didn't do it that much but we would occasionally and one of the things that me and the people i knew we were notorious for uh were sleeping Sleeping in (laughs) In school no just in school in general (laughs) just finding places to sleep like odd places to sleep (laughs) strange places you shouldn't sleep if we were tired we would go to sleep go to bed yeah i used to do that in college it is what it is place to do it but so it became a bit where we would hang out we would be like oh you think that's a good place you know and it becomes more absurd the more you play the game uh and so we were sitting at a table and maybe five feet from us like right now there was a bench like a traditional bench that you would sit on in like a plaza a mall only it's in our senior center (laughs) and uh logan goes it will look com- I think it's comfortable to sleep under there. It's like it looks under comfortable. There? Yeah. And I was like, you're f- out of your mind, dude. That's not comfortable. And so we're like, you know, playfully going back and forth. And a teacher walks by. And Cam- it was probably me. I think I was like, hey, Logan thinks it'd be comfortable to sleep under there. What do you think? Right? I'm embarrassing Logan and I'm making this teacher say something stupid. Yeah. We were not ready for what the answer we got. <laughs> this man said, It looks it looks like how it looked on a slave ship and kept walking. Oh. And Logan and I were like dumbfounded. We were like Holy What? I did not think that's where you were going oh, with that. How would I didn't think that's where we were going. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. And so that's my story of the senior center. I don't remember how we got here, but <laughs> But well, you, you were trying to tell me how rich your school was. Oh, yeah, that's how rich we were. trying to, like, figure things out about your school. Oh, okay. I can t- Yeah, I can tell you more about my school, whatever you want to know. I mean, I just, like... Well, I guess for context for people that don't know, I went to a, a ritzy Catholic private school in Northeast Ohio. I have very many famous alumni. Uh, I was on scholarship. Don't worry, baby. They can get a son out of me. And right now, they have a cathedral with a gold dome. Oh, my God. They charge kids like, now I think Logan told me it's like $18,000 a year. That is fucked. Which is more than doubled what it is when I went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about 7500 when I went for four that's years. Of, that's kind for of, each uh, year of high school. Close to like what my friends paid for their mm-hmm. school. I, didn't, I went to like the cheapest private school in so it's technically a private school, definitely Catholic. 
private schools were supposed to be known for good education, mm-hmm. but ours was not very good. <laughs> so we were known as like the place where all the rejects went. So like everybody that failed out of other private schools, they had like a great. Failed oh, really? The, yeah. To oh, be in some name. of the private schools, yeah. And so if you failed out of all the other schools, then they ended up in ours because ours didn't have like a low grade point. You just didn't have to be, you just shouldn't be shitty. Stay. Like, this person. So it's just like interesting to see. Well, what, the weird thing is, is, so you know like high school on television? Yeah. I feel like... It sounds like you went to high school wasn't like that for me, but the things that happened in my high school was definitely like television esque. Mm -hmm. It was all just like adjacent stuff, though, where it's like someone I knew and not anyone I was like who like he didn't people who didn't really have friends, but everyone knew who they were. And then they would do like something weird. Yeah. Like I remember this kid in biology. He I think we were doing like pig dissection or something. And he like pulled out its guts and like tied it to like a ceiling fan you know and left which is a very tv show-esque thing you would see like the hijinks of i'm gonna pull a prank and i'm gonna tie and then they do it and you're like who does that it's like well you're right it it shouldn't happen but it i've seen something like that happen or like when i was a senior one of the kids in the school or maybe, or maybe it was after he graduated, a year after. Anyways, regardless, someone cornered one of the, a student cornered a female teacher in a bathroom and pulled a knife on her and like, Excuse yeah, me? and like tried to rape her. Oh my God. And then when we were seniors, what we had was male on male sexual violence, which was the, I think it was the hockey team. They like went on a trip and they were hazing the freshmen by making them like put their balls in their mouth oh and my like, yes. Yeah. Something else happening there. Yeah, and so a bunch of kids got suspended because of that. Of course. But I'm like... They sexually assaulted them. But you don't hear about that. Like, in reality, it's like, how many schools do you think have had that meeting? Like, like we had to have a school meeting where they were like, like, here's what was presented as happening on this trip. Mm -hmm. The people are being suspended. Because there was just rumors flying around the school about what had happened. I can't believe sexually assaulted other people as hazing yeah in that way me too that seems weird it is super i'm not disagreeing who's this bad for who's this good for i don't i listen this the the underclassmen i think it happened when we were seniors it was underclassmen like no seniors were involved none of us were into any of that weird stuff this was like i think like juniors on on freshmen violence super weird very creepy this was an all boys school too I guess maybe that people should not clarify (laughs) (laughs) otherwise that might be a super weird story I only knew one guy who went to an all guy school and he was mostly friends with I knew who went to all girls schools that just seems like a whole different world things happen at different rates over there at the all boys school At, at the all any like all female or all boys schools. What do you mean by faster? Like, I feel like women in you would think that women in the girls in an all girl school would be more self conscious about their bodies because they're constantly only with 
But it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. They get super, super comfortable with their bodies and super, super comfortable with being normal human beings because nobody's there to judge them. All the girls I know, most of the girls that I know that went to all girls schools are so gross. They just like fart mm -hmm. it up, you know, and it's fine. Mm -hmm. But everyone that I know that went to co-ed school is a little bit more self-conscious. Yeah, definitely. I also, Caddy, you're meaner. You know? I agree. So because farting but mean to each other. I don't understand that. Because I think like being cool in, the, in that like high school environment loses a lot of pizzazz, right? Yeah. Like the jocks were cool kids by our school standard, but the cool kids weren't really that much different than the other kids. It's not like we were like 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 kids I graduated with in the same year as me have gone on to like have NFL careers, NBA careers, professional wrestling careers. None of those people, like, it was never, like, a thing. Like, oh, my God, those people are so cool. Yeah. They were just regular people. And it's probably because there aren't girls around, so there's no... There's not... At least for me, I was also super naive because I was, you know, an untouched flower in all senses <laughs> of the world. I'm sure, like, I'd, it wasn't something I was perceiving probably anyways, but yeah. it just didn't feel like that. It felt like everyone, for the most part, was chill except for, like, the people that I got picked on. Uh, yeah. I remember one kid threatened it. One of the kids I got picked on threatened to like shoot up the school. Oh my god! I'm. I mean, he was being. I'm talking. I was in the room, and these kids were just mercifully bullying this kid. Just like, not the teacher left the room. Oh my not god! Not because of how bad it was, but they got called. They had to go do something. They had to go so get they, someone. No, no. Before it happened, we were just sitting there. It was a religion class. Oh, of course. <laughs> And the teacher gets called out so that we're left in the room alone. And so these jocks, just one of the, the involving the only person on planet Earth I hate that you've heard about before that we went to high school with, he's one of the bullies to this kid. And they are just five minutes at this kid's neck. And then he said something like, You better not come to school tomorrow, and grabbed his books and stormed out. And we were like, Oh shit, is this kid going to kill us now? Like, it, it was a real thought I had. Like, Were you there? I was in the room. It was in the middle of class. Oh, my God. And then... Are they your friends? No. Oh. I just told you. The, one, the oh, person yeah, involved is the person I, I, I hate. The only person I hate on earth is okay. this one person. It's because of how... That's just his personality. It's like he was just a mean-spirited person. One of the he equated it with being tough. He thought that would make him look tough, right? Yeah, I'm always mean because I'm a tough guy. Yeah, cause you dig his little. I don't know. Don't don't know. But no. he's he's just a bad guy. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Yeah. So those are all things that happened in my school <laughs> that we people were paying seventy five hundred. That is so crazy. Seven thousand five hundred dollars to send your kids to school Here. there. Yeah. Oh, and the drugs just rampant. Oh my god. I wasn't paying it, so I didn't have to pay attention. Uh, it's a rough number. It might have been a little bit. It like went up in a couple hundred every semester or every year. So I'm sure by the time I, it was probably started at like 73 and then at 78, average it out. Yeah. 75. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. I mean, I mean, for me, it was all a very super weird experience because I went to a an urban school mm -hmm. where most kids don't have money to go to schools like that. And nor do they have the education to go there. And they pulled me out of class one day, and they were like, "They the school, my high school, sought me out to give it to me." 
they selected me to win this scholarship is the only scholarship they were giving out based on I'd done some essay or something I don't even couldn't tell you what it was and sent it and I won and they pulled me out of class when I was in eighth grade and they were like we got to tell you something and I thought I was in trouble because even though you might think like oh you getting a private education you must be a good kid I got into a lot of trouble so I was always I was like oh what did I do now that I forgot about but they're like oh they're gonna give you the scholarship for four years everything's paid for all you have to do is maintain a 2.0 GPA and join one extracurricular mm -hmm. and it just so happened it was the night after a basketball game so I assume that probably had something to do with it too because they were there scouting but regardless that's how I ended up in a private school it was a very weird moment, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. You feel it, that? See, I guess see, maybe my life is more like a television show than I realize. That's a very yes. television show thing to happen to. You're pulled out of class to the one white kid. To the one, <laughs> yeah, the one white kid is is told, "Oh my God, you get you get a, you get out of here, white kid. You don't you definitely get your own shirt. The only white kid. You don't deserve this fate. Plays basketball." <laughs> We can't let that one go down. <laughs> That's what they were screaming from the suburbs. Oh, no. no. I never even thought about it that way. That's so fucked up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that immediately. Well, whatever. It takes us all the time it takes to get there, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Um, I want to tell you, I'm going to pitch you my newest idea. Okay. So I came up with this idea last night in bed. In bed? Yes. That was before or after you need me in the thigh? <laughs> <laughs> it hurts so bad. Uh, after. So now you can't say that without context in a medium where people are listening because now they're going to think like I hurt you or abuse you. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't try. She's just kneeing me. Needs me. Yeah, in bed. <laughs> Only in bed. Because... <laughs> Sexy. Oh, no. se sexy me. <laughs> you know how that be. You're trying to switch positions and you didn't realize how Switch that positions. Switch positions. Where are you from me? You know that song? No. That's Aaliyah. Rock the boat. <laughs> Anyways. How do you feel about it now, knowing that R. Kelly wrote I mean, it's it's a good song. I'm, I'm not going to let Aaliyah be tarnished. Her legacy be ruined. He was involved... But she made good music, and I don't want to take that away from her. I know that. So what you say is she was young and impressionable, and a gross older guy took advantage of that. Well, he was on. She was on. Yeah. But her talent. Yeah. Withstands that is what I would say. Anyways, I was thinking about this in bed <laughs> last night after I accidentally need you while I was rolling over. Uh, um. So it's it's a story pitch. It's an idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel free to ask questions if you're confused, because it's confusing. What kind of plot. story? Just like reading, I'm writing. You're writing, I'm reading. I don't know. Okay. Could be visual. Okay. It's just an idea I had. And I have ideas all the time for stories. So I'm like, I'm never gonna use that because of how convoluted this plot is. It's good, but it'd be <laughs> so much effort to write, and you know, my attention span does would not hold me long enough to write all this. Uh -huh. um, so I'm giving it away for free. <laughs> Uh, so, the story starts with a 20-something guy, preferably white, average-looking, by no means looks like he stands out. A woman, 
comes running up to him and says, you're not going to believe me and you're not going to believe this. In 30 days, you're going to kill me. What the hell? But I want you to know that I love you. And she's gone. Guy's obviously freaked out. Yeah. He doesn't believe it's real. Why would you? It's an insane thing to believe to be real. Even if you saw it with your own eyes, he'd be like, no way. So, obviously, he's thinking about it. The next day, he goes to get coffee or whatever. He's in a public area that other people would frequent, and he sees the woman. The same woman. Yes. So, he runs up to her, and he's like, what was that about? And she's like, well, what do you... You talk, I don't know you. And he's like, no, you uh, You came to me yesterday and you tell me some fucked up shit. Yeah. Like, what? I don't know you. Was it a joke? Was this some sort of prank? What are you doing? And she's like, I don't know you. Leave me. Like, you're freaking me out? I don't know you. Get away from me. And so the guy sort of bounces, but then he's like, I'm going to follow her. Right? See what? Creepy. See what this is about. It's creepy, but from his perspective, he's creeped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been a costed by possible time travelers now pretending like they don't know and he's obviously not assuming time travel's real so he's just like what is going on so he follows her doesn't see anything happening out of the ordinary of her life just interacting like with her family her friends going to work whatever and so then this guy's like i need to try and befriend he starts to think maybe the time travel thing's real right because there's nothing weird going on in her life and he has no connection to her so now he's like i don't want to kill her so how do i I have to know her or something. I have to figure... So he becomes consumed with the idea that he's supposed to kill her. Okay. So he starts trying to befriend her, like in real life. like By explaining even the situation. Like, here's what happened. I know how crazy this is going to sound, but this is what I heard. And you told me that, and I don't understand the context. And so she's still weirded out. The whole time is just her being like, this is weird. Stop. Leave me alone. Yada, yada, yada. So there has to be something in the background that I haven't come up with yet that has to be like something. He notices something about her life that is threatening in his eyes. Mm -hmm. That is like that person's going to hurt her. Uh So maybe I'm only involved because I'm trying to help her or something and I accidentally kill her. Yeah. And really I'm I'm attempting to stop this bad thing from happening to her. Anyways, we build up to the point where he's become so consumed with the fact that he's supposed to save her mm-hmm. in his mind uh, that when nothing bad happens or is happening, he kills her himself like because he's gone crazy mm-hmm. with this idea that he's supposed to save her because yeah. he can't figure out the I love you part. Yeah. Right, like, as he's following this girl, obviously he's becoming infatuated with her because... Because he's a creep. And in his mind, this is like, she said, I love you. Yeah. In the future. So to him, that means there must have been something romantic between us. So he's constantly yearning for that connection to reveal itself. And romanticizing every moment. Exactly. And so he becomes consumed with the idea that he cannot save her, and he can't understand why he killed her before, so he kills her in this timeline that ends and then we jump to the real timeline the first timeline where she leaves and says this or goes back in time and says this and what you learn is is the story kind of plays out the same way he runs into her at a coffee shop just kind of becomes obsessed with her 
because he likes her. Mm-hmm. Mistakes every interaction they have from that point on as romantic in some way. Mm-hmm. And he goes crazy with the idea that she'll never love him back. He strangles her to death, and as he's saying that, he's saying, uh, like, uh, I knew you would never love me. And so when she goes back in time, she tells him that she loves him in hopes that he won't kill her mm-hmm. because he'll have this perception the whole time. But the point of it is, is this guy is just a unhinged lunatic yeah. because he's a white guy with this sense of privilege of the world that, like I said, it's important that he's average because I want to capture the idea that he f- most average white people feel like there's something more for them. Mm-hmm. Like somehow they missed out on the, some things that they're not as important as they thought they'd be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's one of those people who's like, has a fine job, has a fine education, has a fine regular life, but it, this idea of like... But the entire first 20 years yes. of their life, he was being told he was going to be great. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you find yourself um, working great job, you know, you're doing a nice, you have a nice life, but not like exciting like the movies and then it does something i like with women which is make them heroic but also victims of the society well because she goes back she thinks the only way to she thinks what's happening to her when she's dying in the first reality where he's stalking her because he's in love with her is that like if she acquiesces to the man's whim i love you he won't hurt her Mm -hmm. But the truth is men just hurt people, including women often. And so it's sort of like both the the answer and the problem, right, is saying, like, what are women supposed to do? Because when they act like women, we beat them up. And then when they try and act like what men want, we beat them up. And it's like they can't win no matter what they do either. Uh, compared to the men who are always... Anyways, that's my story. It works on a bunch of different levels. <laughs> I came up with it before I went to sleep. I thought it was a really good twist in there to put the other ending in where this guy just kills her because he's a creep. Did you come up with that because you need me? What do you mean? <laughs> you hurt my thigh? <laughs> oh, time? Or did you time so I just wanted to think of a story where this happened, but like way different. Yeah. So different. <laughs> yeah, not even. even see the I really, at this point, I can't. <laughs> that sounds good. I've watched that. Be- Any movie when I see an average white man just like be completely torn down emotionally, um, it's worth it to me. Yeah, but that's part of the part of the problem is you have to set him up to be the hero at first because the idea is is like when he's first thrust into it mm-hmm. he's leading a regular life you don't know about alternate reality him who's a creep from the onset okay. in this version he's being tasked with trying to save someone's life but he ha- he's not being tasked he thinks he's being tasked. yes but that's what you're supposed to make him look heroic so that the fall from grace is even more important because mm-hmm. it's easy to just be like uh, at least for me, and when it comes to satire, it's really easy for people just to be like, that's stupid, and we all laugh about it. That's cool, and sometimes very effective. But I like stuff where they get you, they're showing you one thing, like this person's a hero, and you're reacting like he's not. And then a uh, fourth of the way in, you realize that the people making the art don't think he's a good guy either. Mm-hmm. But that's the point. He's a bl- the person being bad is oblivious otherwise they wouldn't be bad yeah they're always propping up their deeds as good things they're never thinking about the harm it causes other people Mm -hmm. anyways that's my pitch what do you think about it 
I just said I would watch it. You would watch it? Well, I'm Do you think I can get Netflix on the phone? Um, yeah, just dial 1-800-NETFLIX. You think they'll take my call? Uh, you don't think I have to flush anything out, right? Like, give them names or develop the B-plot? You think it's just solid? Have you seen what's coming out on Netflix lately? <laughs> tiny, Honestly, tiny Tots Dance. Exactly, <laughs> like, you can record a fart and send it over, and they're like, oh my god, this is a revolutionary way to look through life. I, you know what I've noticed about giving you a microphone? You talk about farts way more than <laughs> without a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> you never talk about farts. And well, not with you. During this interaction, you've talked about farts several hundred times. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, keep going. We can record a fart, <laughs> send it over to Netflix. So I like that you compare my idea to that, that of a That is f- not what I said. I'm saying you could definitely get a phone call, which was your original question. Okay, I got another pitch for you. If it interests you. But wait. Yeah. Is that all you came up with? Now I want to know details. That's all I got. Okay. Because I really stopped thinking about it after I wrote the idea down. What would it be that happens that he thinks? You know how you were saying he thinks? Yeah. Well, I mean, he in both scenarios, one way to do it is just give her a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And because... In the reality where he thinks he has to save her, all you have to do is make him misread... Because the point of it is he doesn't understand human interaction, like what loving someone or interest or anything means. So he's always misreading the boyfriend's body language or and assuming the worst of him, uh-huh. that he's going to hurt her. Uh-huh. And that's and she loves... because he has to save her. Because he thinks when she says, I love you, that that meant, oh, I, I'm supposed to save her and she'll love me. Uh-huh. And... Or something to that effect. And then in the real reality, where he's just a stalker who ends up killing her, all you have to do is, she has a boyfriend. That's one of the reasons why he knows she'll never love him, mm-hmm. is because she's already in a relationship. I guess now you have a boyfriend. Could be a girlfriend. Could be whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's all it has to be, is the B-plot. is something as simple as that, where... It's all about this misunderstanding. And because you can frame it as a crime drama, Mm -hmm. like you could also play up the aspects and like the tropes of that genre of like those hard boiled guy detectives (laughs) taking no hijinks, you know? (laughs) And you just throw a little layer of that on on the protagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you run with it. Do you have a name? Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> I think the, uh, the only reason the idea came to me was because of this. I had this idea that I like the time travel idea of someone going back in time and telling the person that's going to kill them that you're going to kill me. And, like, how you then navigate your life. Yeah. Because I guess the idea is you should do nothing. But you would then think in the other reality that's what I did and I knew of that position. Yeah. So I have to do something yeah. to change the course. Uh, but really, it's like the misunderstanding that you are the flawed person that are going to end up in those situations. In this, it's an action movie somewhat, so we want it to be suspenseful. Yeah. So here it's death. But this is more about reality and the mistakes you make day to day. It's going to be a thriller for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. What's that movie where he takes the pill and he's like, um, I can... Limitless? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you could even do, like, she she left him, she, I don't know, you could intertwine her leaving things in the past and he him finding them and misreading those signs or whatever they say, too. Um, but 
I don't know. That's all I got. I just like the time travel idea. I like time travel and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's my swag. I'm into it. I got that time travel swag. Time travel swag. I don't think that'd be a cool rap album name. You got a TTS. You know what that spells? Titties. <laughs> <laughs> they, they doesn't, but it does. <laughs> it does the teeth. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> All right, I got another pitch. Okay, pitch it. This one's much shorter. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I could do something with this, but it also feels so hacky. So, I, w- I think there'd be an interesting story to tell about a pro athlete who, after the COVID pandemic, is afraid to play their sport. Mm-hmm public yeah anywhere really yeah, yeah, yeah because of the fear of this illness and they have to retire from it yeah and like just how they would be perceived by human by society in america i should say humanity because we're lacking that but like yes. american society <laughs> and yes. like how something as simple as like i'm like this made me or whatever already a germaphobe or, or some sort of tendency towards properness fear death, yeah you know? and they are just a genuinely mental health issue is like i can no longer do this but they're really really good like one of the top athletes because it'd have to be super it's the only way to draw a lot yeah, of attention yeah, yeah, of and how divisive that would be even though it's just one person being like i'm afraid to do my job so i'm just not going to do it mm-hmm. and how much that would upset people and how courageous other people would view it yeah it's a, just a weird story to me interesting mm-hmm. um I was thinking, you know, who would be, really be missed is a first responder or a nurse. But then I was like, nobody cares about them, clearly. Mm-hmm. So it can't be... That sucks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it sucks what, that it has to be a pro. Well, because uh, it would only become super divisive if it was someone with a yeah, no, celebrity name. Someone with a following, of course. Which, and then I was also thinking about, based on this idea, about like how being a celebrity now no matter who you are has to be real hard because and maybe it's because i have too much humanity maybe more than them i just think that like for them to come across as genuine is like an impossible task right because what do you mean so like let's say that they just want to say like make a public statement about anything like I, I was thinking about this because obviously i was thinking about sports and i've told you about this before but the nba before covid had this issue where a general manager of one of the teams condemned china and promoted hong kong like as a free s- city mm-hmm. and this was a huge problem for china they pulled that team's games from their broadcasts and at the time, NBA players were in China, like doing a tour, like preseason tour of basketball. It's very popular over there. Yeah. And people were worried that there was a concern that they might not let the basketball players out of China. Yeah. And there was this whole issue. And the, obviously, NBA makes a ton of money from them, so they have a vested interest in keeping China happy, which is sad, but the ultimate reality. And so people were suggesting that he, this general manager lose his job. Mm-hmm. And people came out and spoke about it one of those people was lebron james who makes a lot of money from china Mm -hmm. and he did not condemn the chinese government yes and he did not promote hong kong and 
he got taken to task for it by most fans yeah. of the NBA. It was I don't think it was a huge news story that hit mainstream. I saw something about it on last week tonight, so it mm-hmm. must have been big enough to trump the oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to be more important than whatever the news was. Yeah. So where I'm going with this is so then LeBron James speaks about Black Lives Matter. Right. And comes out in support of freedom and, you know, not a military state, mm-hmm. which is an interesting dynamic. Now, it's not one I'm going to judge him for because the reality is, that's what I mean by it's hard to feel like authentic or genuine. Mm-hmm. Because I will 110% know LeBron James cares about what's happening to black and impoverished people in America yeah. and that he wants that to change. Zero down in my mind. But what he said about China, he said to make money. Mm-hmm. But I ultimately would think at his heart, he feels like Hong Kong should be free, but probably isn't his place to speak on it. Yeah. Right? Like, and the thing is, is people, I guess maybe it's because I don't like a soapbox to promote things. Like, I don't post stuff on Facebook or Twitter, really, because I don't want to be like, hey, I'm right. Or like, this is the opinion you should have, or whatever. But if I did... Like, if someone asked me, I would tell them. Mm-hmm. But I think if I became famous, right, and someone's like, what do you think about what's happening in China? Like, here would be my truthful answer. Yeah. I'm not knowledgeable enough. I'm for freedom, but I'm not knowledgeable enough about the subject to really know what's going on. Yeah. But if you were famous, I think a lot of people would be like, oh, what a cop-out. They just don't want to lose their interest. In- yeah, 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 But the truth is, I don't know. And... I'd, I don't want to say something that could potentially affect others. I don't know. I think people should be free. Yeah. How that happens, I don't know. Because we're still fighting for that problem in our country. Yeah. So for me to look at another country and say, this is what should happen, I don't know. It seems flawed. Yeah. But then, I also think if you said something like that, they'd just take one piece of that headline, throw it on a, hey, LeBron James says he doesn't know anything about politics, yeah. right? And then when he tries to speak about a different issue, people are going to be like, oh, well, we can't listen to him. He says he doesn't know. And and even people from your own community would be like, what do you mean you can't stand up for... Th-? You know, it just... you. There's nothing you can say that pleases people enough that you come across as genuine. Everything will be interpreted as this is being done for charity, or to make yourself look better so that people want to be like like you and buy your stuff more. And I just think that that has to really suck. To like have a platform to be able to speak and maybe enact change and just have people think you're everything you're doing isn't authentic. That's supposed to be such a sad like the saddest part of your my day would be going home and being like, man, I feel like no one. Going on Twitter. <laughs> I would just be like, I feel like no one believes anything I'm saying. Like, and I want things to get better, and I can't help. Mm-hmm. And just feeling helpless that even though you, with maybe the celebrity that could carry weight, like you don't have. There's no transactional way to make that into something that creates change somehow. Mm-hmm. What a long rant that was. It was. I'm sorry. But it's, it was nice. Was it? Yeah, it's sweet. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, there must be a huge pressure on people now. Like, they need to know about everything that's happening at all places at all. Sensitive. Uh, 
just it's just hard mm-hmm. have you I, but i also don't think that enough famous people are honest about not knowing something you know what i'm saying they'll like answer rather but than that's what but that's what i mean because you they i also think probably in their industry it's probably a training thing right like you're trained to answer questions yeah. you're not trained and it's like oh they might ask you some weird questions right because most of the time that stuff's coming during pressers where yeah, yeah, yeah. they're doing countless interviews you're not prepared for someone to be like so what do you think about uh somalian pirates yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like what uh they're bad and then it's like somalian pirates threaten to chop lady gaga's head off and you're like what yeah. the fuck like she was just at doing an interview with some guy from, you know, Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's trying to be a funny man and get a get her say something stupid about pirates, and now they want to kill her. <laughs> so it's like if she says she doesn't know, though, the people, it's like oh. I don't, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think that we have enough data of people being like, I don't actually know. I'm not super familiar about it. Um, yeah, but I'm saying I think it might be trained. Because they're trained to answer questions and saying I don't know isn't an answer, you know? How how did you get the inspiration for that song? Most of these people didn't write their own songs, so like what do you mean? They didn't write those lyrics. Like so it's that's what I mean, it's contrived. Here's a question about something that you probably didn't do. Go ahead and toss me back an answer that makes it seem more important so that your fans become more emotionally invested in you and buy your music. You don't think that people would... You think people would be no longer emotionally invested in you if you were like, I'm actually not familiar with that. Absolutely. If so, about your own music? Oh, no, 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 Obviously, you oh. should know about your own music. No, I'm saying, about. in general, I think... No, I think people would think it's disingenuous. If you said, I don't know, they would be like... What, like, people... Not your fans. Your fans are going to like you no matter what you do. Just look at countless artists who have done horrible things and still have fans. A lot of regular people would be like, if they saw that, they'd be like, well, what do you, why don't you have an opinion? Like, why don't you know? Like, this. oh, look at these rich people. Just, all, all, the problems of the world don't matter to them. They're so isolated, is what I mean. Like, because they are. And because those problems are very far away from a reality they'll live. Which is an honest critique but not a fair one necessarily mm-hmm. that like so that means they should have an opinion but mostly only if that opinion aligns with your opinion otherwise you don't want to talk about them or yeah. deal with them which is fine again but it's just this weird cyclical thing of like just creating nastiness where and that's what i mean it's so hard in that system for a celebrity to be seen as genuine and do not, you mean in social media? Just, Everything you yeah. described is literally all about social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I don't follow these. I don't have, like, I don't watch stuff about television. Like, my perception about people are only when they hit headlines mm-hmm. and what they're in the headlines for. Yeah. And then a quick Google search to be like, do they have a history of this? Or if it's something cool, like, oh, I want to learn more about that. But it's not like I'm paying attention to how these celebrities act. Like this LeBron thing. It only came up because I I followed the NBA subreddit and it was the most talked about thing that day. Probably for that week. Because people kept coming out and issuing new statements and new statements. It was a very weird week. And so because of the drama behind it, I was like, I'm all in. Like, <laughs> Especially because it's about something important to me too. Like yeah. <clears throat> the freedom of 
Hong Kong and Chinese people in general and freedoms in America. And so I was super invested to see how this played out uh, because a lot of people thought the GM was going to get fired, which was going to be this very weird thing. It would have gained more traction in America. Like It probably would have been the biggest news story if he got fired because that would mean the NBA fired him on China's behalf. Uh-huh. Which is now a huge issue because the Chinese government is running one of your professional leagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it had the steam to become like a historical thing. Yeah. It didn't hit there, but you know, I was waiting. I thought it would. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the last thing we're going to do, <laughs> we're going to talk about stuff that we've been consuming in the media. Consuming in the media. Yeah, because I want to talk about First Lady Gaga. Okay. Because I want to talk about her album. Song by song. The one I told you about. The one I listened to. Monster. Monster. Fame Monster. Yeah, Fame Monster. I'll pull up the track list. I think you're a couple of years behind, my love. No, so, you know what? I can't even process <laughs> why I looked into this. I I feel like maybe you told me about Lady Gaga and it triggered something in me. I w- uh, don't remember what we were talking about. We were talking about bangers. And we talked about some of her new stuff. Oh, she's coming... She's coming out. She came out with new pop songs. Oh, with Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Yeah, but some... We Mocha Latte. Give me that tall Ariana Grande. Keep going. Sorry. I don't know what we were talking about. <laughs> I don't know what we were talking about before that reminded us of Gaga and then her. Anyway, so I ended up listening to that album because I remember I was like really into that album at one point. So the context is, you have you always liked Lady Gaga? Like yes. from the moment you heard Just Dance or whatever yes. it was? Um, I was in. You were all in. I was all in and I'll tell you why. Um, when Just Dance became really, really big, there weren't any new pop singers that were exciting for me. And as you know, I love bad pop. Mm-hmm. Like everyone knows. I felt like the last, like there was, there hadn't been a Sorry. bad pop good artist since like, in a way that was, you know, so. So Gaga came in and I was like, this is what we need. We need something like contemporary, absurd, and stupid, and awesome. So would you say... And Katy Perry was not that. For the Fame Monster, were you, like, hyped? Uh, yes, because the Fame Monster, as it came out in Puerto Rico, as we were, like, getting it, we had the Fame, it was a full album mm-hmm. that had a deluxe edition that was a whole thing, and then, and then she did the Fame Monster, which was eight songs, and those eight songs were better than most of the Fame... And the fame was a big deal. Okay. So, yeah. So, you had huge hype. We were huge hype, and and then I think Bad Romans dropped before the album did, so we were super excited. Okay. So, me was in Gaga. It's not that I was against her. Yeah. Just was just another pop girl to me. Mm -hmm. Like, had no interaction with her music. I don't think I had any interaction until I heard Alejandro. Like, like <laughs> serious, like, I, what? That's, like, super different from what I've heard, mm-hmm. especially from what I remember about this person. So what's going on, right? Such a stark change. So I would say I, I had no concept of Gaga mm-hmm. outside of her Just Dance yeah. and Poker Face. You missed a bunch in between. <laughs> but those are the only ones I really remember. Yeah. Um, I can. Do you want a little bit of background about that album? 
About I looked. I, I read about her on Wikipedia. About monster. Yeah. So, well, first, do you know what her name is? Uh, Stephanie. Stephanie. There's Stephanie four. Germanata. There's no. She has two middle names. Oh uh, no, I don't. And they know. both sound. I, it's a really good joke. I I wrote down about it. <laughs> is that it sounds like uh, four rejected names from the Jersey Shore. <laughs> so you go whatever her stupid name well, is. Well, she's super Italian. Yeah, I know. We go. That's what her name sounds like. Like what? Hey, me just a female. Whatever. Stephanie. It's, it's spelled super weird. Stephanie Josephina. When I see it, I feel compelled to say Stefani, like Gwen Stefani. They're spelled the same way. Oh. It's Stephanie. I think. Stefani. What's her last name? Gobbledygook. What? <laughs> Gobbledygook is what I said. <laughs> Germanata. Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanata. Oh, Joanne is the name of one of her albums. Yeah, so well, that's what I mean, though. It sounds like a bunch of Jersey Shore rejects. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I just want to get right that joke, so I wanted to get it out there. Um, so the album, she wanted, she wrote Fame Monster while touring the Fame album. Yeah. And she had wrote these eight songs, and she felt like they were drastically different from Fame. Yes, it felt like her own stuff. Because the record label wanted just to add them on and release like a deluxe version, mm -hmm. and she was really adamant that it should be on an EP. And guess what? ended up being everything. Yeah. It released as an EP on November 18th, 2008. And then was also released as like a digital thing and more. Eventually you can find it in any number of combination of things. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll just talk about the records. And I'm only judging them on whether they slap or not. <laughs> uh, so that's how I'm going to talk about this album. We'll talk about it from the top down. The first song on the album was Bad Romance thoughts uh doesn't sound like anything uh, in pop that was one of those ever yeah um bad romance is one of those songs like many like many madonna songs or like some like oops i did it again or whatever there are songs that you hear and you absolutely recognize and regardless of whether you like them or not these are songs that you're gonna remember and know Okay. And that was about romance from day one. Mm, here's what I got to say about it. You don't like it? I think there's eight songs on the album. Yes. I think it's probably maybe the fifth or sixth best song. No. Uh, and here's why. Well, first, let me acknowledge something. I'm sure this song slaps in some places. Yes. But. But I'm not just saying that because. I'm, that's fine. What I'm saying is I recognize that. That there's certain places that I know this record would just slap people. Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> they would love it. Yeah. However, I can't get behind the rah, rah, ooh, la, la. Like, it's this, like, what is it? But we that wasn't the first time she did it. That's fine. But to me, it makes no difference. Because this was like, I was like, it's it's cool once. Like, the first time I heard it, I was like, this song's cool. But that, I was like, eh, I don't know. It's just kind of a nothing song to me. After the initial, like I said, but I guess maybe if it came on in a club, it, it would hit different. It does. Because it's such a, I think, visual song. Yeah, but also. Dancing pageantry is what I associate with it. Yeah. And not necessarily a song. It's like an idea behind the song. I don't know. It's my take on it. Okay. You got to look on your face like you. <laughs> I just think that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell me what you think, baby. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I think that if you listen to a lot of pop and you... Are you saying... Are you... Are you suggesting to me I don't listen to enough pop music? 
No. It's like the only thing I... <laughs> I don't listen to pop music. So. I don't know. I've, I've, yeah, like, I, that that would not have been the first Gaga song you heard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So by then, by the time Bat Romans, came, Bat Romans came out, she already had done so many things that you kind of recognize as something she did. Okay. So I don't think that it would have been... I don't obviously don't think, oh, this is tremendous songwriting to go ooh-la-la to rhyme it with ra-ra, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but you already knew that she came kooky. You know, she did kooky things in between really cool mm-hmm. things. So, you know, we accept the bad romance baby talk. Okay, I want to... The rest of it is really cool. I want to pitch something else to you real quick. Okay, we, we're going to go back and forth on this one. Let's come up with other names for Lady Gaga. Like, what do you think her name should be? Stephanie Germanata. Like... What about Lady Goo Goo? <laughs> <laughs> it's like your alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga and Lady Kaka. Okay. <laughs> You're really on this butt, butt thing. <laughs> no. Have, do you have what other word do you know? It's like two syllables. Uh, lady, if she was a stand-up, Lady Haha. <laughs> Would you stay if you went to a comedy club? And I you were would like, stay? Why am I showing up? be like, and to close real quick, uh, Lady Haha. And she comes up dressed like Lady Gaga, though. Like, yeah. she would be. And then she's just doing deadpan <laughs> jokes. Yeah. Uh, okay. One of the second song on the album, Alejandro. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, this one's the song that got me into Gaga. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Don't understand it. But that the music sense. video is super iconic. Yes. Uh, come. There's some graphic stuff. Yes. Which, and there, I believe there's a scene she's not wearing makeup and dancing. Yeah. Well, not a lot of makeup at least. Yeah. And like the sort of the pageantry undone in some ways, feeling like a different version. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I think. Mm-hmm. I love it. This one slaps the hell out of me. Really? You throw this song out, I'm always in. Ooh. Why? Isn't that one of my favorites? Well, that's because you're wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> what an inauthentic opinion you have, you fucking celebrity. How dare you have an opinion different from mine? I revel in it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I She received a lot of criticism for this song for sounding very like La Isla Bonita de Madonna. Um, oh, yeah. Madonna. Uh-huh. Um, and so. Well, let's hang, so let's put this out there though. I don't like Madonna, so if it's like Madonna or Gaga, I'm in for whatever Gaga's yeah, doing. No, I, I don't that. care if it's original. Um, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I said it doesn't matter. It's nothing's original anymore, especially in pop. They're all just doing things that probably Madonna did for the first time, like in that video specifically she has that bra mm-hmm. gun thing oh yeah, yeah yeah which was started by madonna the bra with the other thing and then it exploded around that time when Katy perry thought it was interesting to put cupcakes on her titties and so then it evolved well um, hang on let's talk about this Katy perry 
Cupcake Titty Incident. Yeah. What's that? So, I think it's California Girls, that album that oh, we there's a Oh, it's like a music video she does. No, it. no, not just a music video. There, uh-huh. there was, this was a trend in Katy Perry career during this time, during California Girls or California Dreams or something like that album. She had a lot of outfits where the bra was something else. Oh. Was a bra with cupcakes or it was a bra with... It's like things that shut up, shut out, marshmallows, weird shit, just on her bras. Mm-hmm. Mostly candy related. And it was around the same time. Do you think it's to get appeal to little kids? Like, I hope My not. titties shoot out candies. No, I think it's... I'm like a Pez dispenser in my titties. Not for kids. I think she's trying to make herself look like a kid. That's creepy. By shooting candy on her titties? She's like, I've got candy. Come and eat it. You know, like that. Ew. I'm just saying. I don't like that. I don't like her. Oh, (laughs) shit. That's fire. I'm never a fan. But so, it it was a trend, you know? So, I'm guessing... I kissed a girl and I liked her. Timberlands. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind? No. Okay. Katy Perry does. Okay. She knows how you feel. Good for Katy. So, you're Alejandro, not a slapper? It's kind of annoying to me. Wow. But it's cute. I Taking mean, it's that cute. personally. It's cute. Uh, track, track number three. <laughs> it's annoying. It's a good song. Track number three, Monster. Fun song. Stupid. To me, sounds like it's the better version of Poker Face and Just Dance. I know they're not the same song topic but have same sounds yeah 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 and Monster's the best version of those songs yeah uh and what I find most interesting about it is that being a monster on this album isn't always a bad thing no so it adds an interesting dynamic <laughs> to that song where she says that boy's a monster it's yeah. like does she mean it in a good way she means it in many ways that's what I mean as you know well I don't know if you know um her whole thing was that she was like the the like like weird mm-hmm. kid right she got bullied a lot now she's a pop star but she's weird and so she used monster as a like as a nice thing in fact her whole fandom are called yes. monsters i know that so many people thought monster might be good monster might mean fan you know, mm-hmm. monster. Who, if she is she oh. looking up pants, or do she just mean like whatever, just a cool way of or, calling a guy, guy? Or is she implying that she was hooking up with this guy, but then she realized that like he's way more into her than she is to him, yeah. like her fans. Or he doesn't like her for herself. Yeah, he likes her because she's famous. Okay, could mean many so. Things. But I picked up on that. No, yeah, yeah, of course. I uh, a monster is one of those. Yeah, cool, like she finalized her sound before moving on to something else. In that album, there's a couple of those, and Monster is one of them, and it's catchy. I like it. Good song. It's in, it's in the mid-tier. Fun it, and dumb. Like yeah. Bad Romance, those two are on the same playlist for me. Okay. Songs that should be, yeah. I might listen to, but I might skip. Okay, Depending yeah, on the same. day. Uh, we're going to skip over the next song, because that's the last song I'm talking about. Uh, track number five is called Dance in the Dark. Uh-huh. Again, to me, the song, uh, second worst song on the album. Um, but I recognize that there's a place where this probably is the best song in the world. Played a lot. But it just does, it doesn't work for me. But I also don't think that it's um, necessarily the demographic. So I'm not mad. I'm not like, oh man, Lady Gaga made a bad song. I'm yeah. saying Lady Gaga made a song that I know isn't for me mm-hmm. or have like the appeal for me. Yeah. And I'm glad that other people 
love it yeah i think yeah that song played i mean especially in gay clubs that was a super huge hit um i would say in that album just like because doesn't even do like the roll call is that the song where there's like in the the breakdown yes. she says people's names yeah, like, or like calling them to dance or, or to the stage well, or whatever that's something um that madonna started in vogue which is where she just started listing yeah pop culture people that okay. inspired her so gaga does the same uh but that song in that album makes it seem like it, it sounds more like the next album just like monster sounds more like the previous album mm -hmm. so it's just interesting that process in this album i really like this okay eight song thing okay telephone featuring beyonce i mean whatever i can play on the radio so know. here's the worst thing about this is they got two pop icons i like songs by both of these people relatively find them to be decent artists like yes. in general mm -hmm. um and they just made the worst song <laughs> you hate it oh it's so bad like <laughs> And with that kind of star power, it's like this is what like this is what you guys came up with. Yeah, it feels forced. Here's why it's bad. It feels forced. It feels like they didn't like interact with each other while making the record. Probably sounds like they each just made vocals to a song that someone else wrote, and it's just not. It's not good. And I don't. There's nothing else for me to say about it. I think, um, yeah, the song is not that good. It's catchy enough to play radio. That's fine. It was like inoffensive. It was stupid as hell. But I think what people th really, when they think of this song, song and they think it's iconic, they think about that video. That video. I watched was, the video because I was curious about it, and I was like, Man. well, people were very, very excited about it. It looks so nowadays. It looks. It didn't age well. Uh, probably not that's what yeah. i mean it was supposed to be like quentin tarantino-y it was very bright <laughs> yeah. they turn the they turn the brightness up he does that sometimes yeah uh okay song uh, number seven mm -hmm. so happy i could die love it slapper that was one of my top three songs at the time and continues to be from like the more i age that is one song that i can be like mm, i'm fine with this i've got a secret to reveal that you think it d didn't age well i don't think this no that's not it well. you can't you, it's an actual secret you don't know so you couldn't guess it oh, okay tell me so i uh, when when i first heard this album this was probably my, my favorite song mm -hmm. uh i think it's very clever like the takeaway from this album for me is that I think Gaga had some input, be, like uh, naturally she did. But what I mean is, the album is uh, feels very like intelligent and like n things are placed well mm -hmm. that you don't traditionally, at least I don't pick up from pop albums. And I have listened to them, and oftentimes they just feel like a bunch of songs kind of slapped together, kind of similar sounding, mm -hmm. but most of them are duds, handful of bangers. Mm -hmm. But this album feels like some she thought like how. Because the idea of pop life is oftentimes like glitz, glamour, everything's happy, everything's good. Mm -hmm. Probably playing off the Britney Spears trope, who was the last big pop star before her, right? Is like this idea of what she's singing about in the song is like terrible. Mm -hmm. And like how boring pop stardom is. Yeah. And how like mind-numbing it is. And being so happy you could die sounds like a good thing. But the way she's singing it mm -hmm. is even like... I'm being forced to sing this. Like, it feels like I didn't, this isn't even me. Someone wrote this song, and I have to sing about how happy I am to die. Um, I, but I know she wrote it. Yeah. But that's what I mean. That takes good artistry to present it as yeah. this is what pop life is. Like, even the song itself 
is supposed to be something else. Like yeah. it feels like a song that had other lyrics, and someone jokingly was like, "So happy I can die," yeah. and it became the thing. Yeah, that's love why it. I think. This but that's not my secret. What is your secret? My secret is I loved it so much. There is a song out there. I don't think I made it. I think Logan ended up making it. There's a rap song out there that has So Happy I Could Die as the sample. Yeah. And it was created awesome. uh, per my request. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think I, I don't think I made it because I think Logan liked it a lot. Yeah. He ended up sampling, like attempting to sample a couple of her songs mm -hmm. from this album because of how good yeah, some they of matched the songs up. do like... Yeah, it seems like the fame, the original album was very like the label wants a pop girl and I'm going to give them a pop girl. But you could see that she was like a little like some things here don't like other things. And so I think that's what this album was, was like she maybe wrote this while she. Well, yeah, I know what you said. She was touring mm -hmm. with Fame Monsters, so she was probably finally writing. The yeah, because a lot of the song is not all of the songs are written. Yeah. Um, I really liked it because it sounded like a sad girl singing yes. pop. That's what I said. Yeah. And that's not a lot of something that we get a lot of. And that was, I think, where her strength is. Mm -hmm. Sad, like sad pop. I mean, she ended up doing sad music later. But yeah, but it's also funny enough you came into it. That's the interesting yeah, exactly. dynamic of the song is that it's still, it, yeah. it's still a good pop song, but if you listen to it, you're just chilling. Yeah. And it pops on your headphones. Mm -hmm. There's depth to it to where you can think introspectively about what's, what it means. Yeah. That's really cool from pop music. You don't yeah. see it a lot. That to me was like <clears> a trend <throat> with like all my favorite songs from Gaga are all the songs that are kind of like so happy I can do. <clears throat> They're not the singles, even though those are some of them are really cool. So the, the last song on that, but not the last song we're going to talk about, is called Teeth. Um, Show me your teeth. I, as I told you privately, I <clears throat> it's a song I want to like. Mm-hmm. Which is weird, but there's tons of things in this world that I look at and I'm like, I want to like that, and I, but I can't because it's not built in my brain to yeah. like it. And Teeth sounds like a song that I would like. Mm -hmm. If you pitched me the idea of the song, I would be into it. If I heard her recording it, I would probably be like, yeah, I kind of like where this is going. And Final Product, I'm just like, it's missing something. Mm -hmm. there's, there's just something off about it, and I can't get into it. But I admire the attempt at what she's doing it seems to be something different uh, and it just kind of I don't know I think it's the drums actually because no. when she's like show me your teeth behind it is like bum, 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 bum. yeah and it's just yeah. like I don't know it doesn't hit uh, I doesn't slap you know what I thought about this song the whole thing the whole thing sounded like it could be together and then there was teeth Mm -hmm. He never really like felt part of it. It seems to me, it, but she does it live, so it must be like a transition song. Like we have all this, you know how all these pop artists have these huge like productions. Maybe they just needed time to move from one thing to another. We need a song that we can play in between. That's a weird song it to really, make. It really seems like a transition song, and it's like it. It looks fine. It looks funner mm -hmm. than it sounds. So like it's a song for shows, I think. I don't know. It seems like she wrote a couple of lines and she was like, yeah, let's put music on this. Let's round it out. Seven songs sounds weird. Mm -hmm. Well, so, I mean, an, an attempt at something, know. not a fan. Yeah. So now let's talk about the only reason we fucking showed up. Yeah. The fourth track on the album, Speechless. Oh, yeah. Only The yeah. only song that's written by one person, Gaga herself, Goo Goo Gaga herself, mm -hmm. Jersey Shore herself, <laughs> solo writer, and this song is not only a good pop song, this is just a really, really good song. Mm -hmm. And 
seems like the music at that time if she chose to make it I feel like she could have wrote a classic album like just album because not categorized not pop album not anything yeah. else I feel like if she wrote 10 songs that were like speechless like if she was like I want them to sound like this like this sound I feel like she would have a classic album I think that's what Joanne was supposed to be it's a lot of songs that are really just her and really stripped down, which is... But that's what I mean. I don't think it all necessarily needs to be stripped down, but it doesn't sound like pop music. It sounds like alternative. Yeah, that's because you like other stuff. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, I... I, I mean, just mean when I listen to it, the instruments, the way the song is actually produced, is so drastically different than the other songs. Yeah. I think it's the music that she originally wanted, it, that she would have made if pop wasn't the thing. Mm-hmm she found to do you know what i'm saying that's what it sounds like well it's really great i want to really talk about this song because one of the reasons i think it's great is because of what it's writing about Mm -hmm. and it writing about an argument with a significant other that is either you're either breaking up or you're just having a fight it looks yeah Uh i love to imagine so this isn't everyone's read on the song this is my breed i like i like to think that they're just in an argument Mm -hmm. and that even in a funny way, she's being hyperbolic. Like, intentionally. Like, you've left me speechless. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to talk again. Mm-hmm. Right? To me, that's so funny <laughs> to imagine someone saying audibly in an argument to another person. <laughs> yeah. I would laugh. Yeah. Like, I would love it if someone said that to me. I'd be like, that is so yeah, funny. I know. Right? It's so dramatic. <laughs> but it also really captures this essence of, like, an argument with someone you care about where you do say just like sort of I've heard this about married people that like when they've been together a long time in fact we've seen we just saw a stand up who like brought this up that after like 5-10 years arguments aren't even really about anything anymore right mm-hmm. and it's just like you're frustrated yeah and you're in close proximity to each other so it's gonna come out eventually like just your general frustration cause you're in a bad mood yeah so you're like arguing about just anything like <laughs> whatever you didn't move you didn't move your shoes from the door it's not about that it's not even about you <laughs> it's just i'm upset right now yeah and i don't know how I, I i don't know how to express it yeah and you would end up in this kind of argument where it's like oh yeah you in your fucking shoes i'm speechless <laughs> i'm never gonna talk to you again i can't and it's about sh- something stupid like shoes and i prefer that because it makes the song feel a little more whimsical to me. Yeah. And I like that. And I like the heartfeltness of the whimsicalness, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think that this is just a really smart and fun song that super hits the nail on the head for arguments that I've been in, I've seen people <laughs> be in. It's so relatable and so easy. And that's why it's a good record. Because it's not to... Like, a song like Monster is for her fans. Mm-hmm. This song is anybody can... If you throw that on, you don't need to know context for Lady Gaga Mm -hmm. to understand Bad Romance or Alejandro and why those songs might be popular. Or Dance in the Dark and why, if you know Lady Gaga, that that song's hitting in certain clubs, right? Mm -hmm. This is a song that you play for any person, and I feel like they'd be like, yeah, this song is awesome. I think if... I am pretty sure Speechless was a song she performed live... In like, in like the weirdest setup, and it was. Shut a thong. I saw the video. I th- I think I googled 
Oh, yeah. You Speechless Live. Yeah. Did you get the one a, where Elton John was on one side? Oh, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just watched she was wearing a thong, and then at one point, like, the camera, like, swung by. She was, like, playing piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, like, stood up a little bit, and the camera just went all butt cheek. And I was like, this is gross, so I turned it off. Not because Lady Gaga is gross, but it's gross that they would do that camera angle to her oh people loved lady gaga's ass i I'm don't just, know why from my perspective i was just like that's a weird thing to do and yes. it took away from the brilliance of the song by making yeah, it this so, weird yeah, yeah. sexual thing now that we're watching at an award show it's just too many layers yes, of weirdness yes, yes, yes. for me so i think it's that that performance where <laughs> it's like a double-ended piano like both ends oh, have a piano is there like a glass i can't remember maybe i'm confusing was I there a fire Dude. Like candelabras? I think the fact that uh, there was a, a double piano, Lady Gaga on one side, and... Um, Elton John on the other? Elton John on the other, and both of them singing each other's songs was like, I don't remember what was in the background. Uh, and they both looked stupid. They both were singing really nice songs. Like, Did, they, did Elton John wear a thong? Did they do a close-up on I his cheek? I wish. We did not go into his ass. Oh, yeah, equality for all. Yes, yes exactly. That's what they've accomplished. I feel like if you're gonna paint up on a woman's butthole, fucking go while she's singing this, this heart. Well, she hasn't been knighted yet. Oh, is that what the keep? queen says? So. Oh, until the queen says, "Don't look at their buttholes." We look at their buttholes. Yeah, that's probably what the problem is. That's probably American politics. Tell you that. Wow, queen. butthole looking. Yep. Oh, we went. <laughs> <laughs> went different direction. There is a live version, actually. If you want to, did was that the only attempt you wanted? You did. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm probably not gonna look into it further. Oh, okay. I will. I because uh, while the song sounded good live, it was missing other instruments. It seemed like. All the performance I saw looked like it was just her and a piano, and I'm not here for that. I'm not really into, like, acoustic oh, or, st- like, super mm-hmm. just mean an instrument. Not my swag, really. I like hearing the song that you Produced. created because those sounds went really nicely together. Yeah. So it doesn't seem to be a reality for me. Yeah, yeah, okay, never mind. Very opinionated on this one. You really are. I'm the only Lady Gaga album I've ever heard. It's so good. She's such a good singer. So overall, I think the album itself... Did not ten stand. Out of ten. Did not stand the test of time. You don't. I think at the time it was like an eight out of ten album. Uh, I think now a lot of songs feel aged. But that's what pop does. But Speechless does it. So, so I mean. But I think I mean Speechless shouldn't because you're old. You're getting older. I think the uh, what makes a pop song a pop song is that that young people can can connect to it. It's like a capsule, a time capsule. Yeah, but I don't. But if I listen to it, I don't think if young people listen to it now, they they're going crazy for it. No, I know, but I mean, like you can, like if I listen to old pop songs, okay, that might sound dated to me because obviously different trends at the time in music production. But I could still like understand the feeling of like a pop fan, you know. But I don't. But I don't think Speechless was that for pop fans. Speechless, Speechless was a, an amazing song. It wasn't just pop, like you said. Point being, so it's the only one that's going to age. The album's like a 4 out of 10 today. 
Speechless is probably the only song that's like a must. Like, if I was making a playlist and you're like, put a Lady Gaga song on there, or put some Lady Gaga songs on there, I'm only putting Speechless. And I'm just going on. Just the, bringing down the party, huh? I'm just going to go to the next. Well, I told you, though, it's not, not bringing down my party because I see it as like a whimsical song about two people in an argument and they're just being histrionic with each other. Like, oh my God. <laughs> and I at the end of the song, it's like, I feel like they come, they're going to resolve this argument and come back together. That's, I know it's probably not most, I said most people probably don't read it that way. Mm-hmm. That's the way I like to read that song. So for me, it's a positive song about just having a silly argument with someone and writing about it. Because I guess maybe as being, let's choo-choo our own horn, right? Uh, being an artist, right? Like I have a deep appreciation for the actual idea that... Oh my that the song can play that way that you can make it whimsical and fun and doesn't and that it's allowed there's freedom in the song i feel like there's aspects of the song that play up that is what i'm getting at i don't think i'm just making it up Mm -hmm. but that's the only song so that's why it's such a bad record because if you're like well you have to pick other songs i could find like alejandro and so happy i could die would go on Mm -hmm the record but it, what, I'm not sure I'd want to listen to them like I said the records that can be on the playlist but I might skip them uh, Speechless is the only one if it comes on I'm listening if you put it in a commercial I'm hooked if you're, play- commercial? If you're playing it in the back of a Grey's Anatomy show I'm there none of those things happen I'm, it didn't play like that I know but I'm, for me it did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get this song the recognition it deserves you out here. that's why we're going to call this podcast Grey's Spe- Anatomy season 24 speechless Oh, get this song recognized so Lady Gaga can get the prop she deserves babe it was recognized that's a pretty long title for a podcast but it's what I'm rolling with is babe it's recognized part of the name the whole until I stop talking again until the sound shuts off is all the title Anyways, speaking of Grey's Anatomy, we've been watching a spinoff of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> a spinoff called Children's Hospital. <laughs> if you're not familiar with Children's Hospital, it's a show that was on the Cartoon Network. has a lot of people you would recognize in it. In Adult Na- Swim, let's say. Adult Swim, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's on Hulu now. The episodes are like 15 minutes long. Hulu or Prime? Hulu. Okay. They're like 15 minutes long. They're broken up into two. You get like two episodes every episode or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's about a... Let's see if I can actually explain what it's about. It's about a children's only hospital, meaning the patients are all supposed to be children. Mm -hmm. And there are doctors that work there. And it's actually a television show in that reality called Children's Hospital, where the actors are also shown outside of the show as actors as different people than they are but they're also shown on the show as who they really are in our reality mm-hmm. talking about so it's a meta meta there's like three there's like inception hospital but the whole thing is just to take a spoof of the genre of like soap medical operas drama. and medical dramas <laughs> and shows like scrubs they make fun of yeah. and it's just really really funny and there's a lot of non sequiturs mm-hmm. uh it's oh, not even seen scrubs or grace anatomy <laughs> it's not even necessarily about being a hospital just like how these people interact with each other yeah. uh it's just phenomenal i can't I, you should go watch it I, you should. it's a brilliant show uh, 
I can't believe that they, it actually got made. Yeah, I think it was on YouTube or something. Yeah, but I can't believe anyone could pitch that idea to other people and get them to agree to it. Because it sounds absurd. Yeah. The lead actor is cl- like, where's clown makeup? <laughs> yeah, he's is a, a clown person. Yeah, and he tries to heal people with the power of laughter. Yeah. So he has them opened up in this. And it feels like that has a real short lifespan as being funny. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone pitched that to me, I'd be like, that sounds funny. Yeah, but not every episode is, every episode is about the clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's featured in them, and yes. it becomes, like, not even part of his character. Yeah. Until sometimes it does. That's why, because there's not... Whatever serves the moment to make the joke happen. Yeah. It's so good. Who's the... You always call her by her real name when she's on the show. The the chief of medicine. What's her Megan name? Mullally. She is so good on this oh show. Oh, my God. She's so good everywhere. She's so funny. So, shout out to her. Megan Mullally. Mullally. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mullally. Shout out to you. You're killing it. Oh, Nick Offerman is also on the show right Yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. He's he, amazing in it. <laughs> he held a gun to some guy's head. This Just is in a hospital. Scene. His old partner, who's now a doctor, used to be a cop, is now a partner because of an argument they had on September 11th. Uh, September 12th. About the date. <laughs> and he pulls a gun, puts it to his head, and... <laughs> and then says like I don't know hi yeah something. <laughs> it's and then, just a way to say and that. then the doctor's like oh hey we have to test your butt for cancer and they oh, leave yeah. the room he was like have you gotten a prostate exam recently and that happens in like 20 seconds yes so it's very There's random no transition it's same scene disjointed but very funny so I highly recommend it um there's a bunch of well known people on there I just don't know their names there's that lady that's like blonde and people think well whatever she's in a lot of uh movies <laughs> let's hope she never hears that because she's gonna wonder forever what <laughs> your next whether your words are gonna There's be complimentary that's blonde that's really good <laughs> that people always never mind who's that guy that plays who's that sex addict in the league he plays one of the characters in oh rob riggle Sure. Yeah. Um, there's also the guy. Oh, not Robert. I don't know. Who's in Veronica Mars? They plays Vincent or something. I don't know. It's the same guy. Oh, oh, oh! You're talking about the guy. I know. I. Dan. Uh, I would call him the guy from. It's the Sean William Scott movie with Paul Rudd. Role models. He's the dad of McLovin in that movie. His name is Dan something. Well, let's hope he never hears this either. We're super <laughs> disrespectful. I can't remember any of their names. The main character. Who's hmm. he? Rob Cordry. 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 He's in Ballers. He Rob Cordry. Cool. The only character I like on, on Ballers. Except for me, because I'm a baller, baby. Oh, shit! Dollars on dollars on dollars. Dollar dollar bills, yo. Okay. Uh, so that's what we've been watching. <laughs> and then... And workaholics. We've been playing a game called Rad. Rad. Which it's is... Super rad. Oh, shit. It is so cool. I set it up for you. You did. Uh, I dunked on it or something. It's free Sports on PlayStation related. right now. If is you it have really? PS Now, that's how we got it. Oh, yeah, it's stream. Well, yeah. Yeah. You have to stream it. Yeah. Well, so it's not free. If you get PS Now, you can But can you download it? Yeah. Can we try? Okay. Um, so it's, so a, it's an RPG roguelite, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure you know what any of those words mean. No. Uh, I haven't played a lot of video games. I know what it means. But So what essentially what it means is roguelites mean each run is different. Yeah. So the game is not like uh, progress-based necessarily. It's more like you get level one. 
which is random every time, level two random every time, level three, and so on. I don't know how lo- how many levels there are. Yeah. Traditionally, there's six in these types of games, but who knows? Yeah. And you get power ups that change your abilities in the game every time. Yeah. And they're and constantly they're different. Randomized. Yeah. So you end up with these random character builds. Sometimes they're really silly. Yeah. Like you turned into a. Uh, half man. Oh, I was like a centaur horse, with wings. With wings that could r- charge super fast because you yeah, had because str- I'm a horse and you also had but super strong also, legs. Yeah, I had super strong legs, and I was I also had I could leave a trail of poison like, that would kill my enemies. And so she was just literally like one, one boost. Two babies. These maps are gigantic, by the way. They're huge. They take like 20 minutes to do one one level, but as this character, it was literally just flying across the map. <laughs> Like a nuclear warhead, <laughs> blowing everything up in sight. <laughs> just hitting things. It was so much fun to watch and play. It was really fun to play. Um, and it's a super fun game. I don't know if it'll get repetitive fast because sometimes that's the problem with these games is that there aren't enough unique items. Yeah. That once you go through the cycle of items, there's like a couple good ones you know. Yeah. And you sort of just like, well, I want to play with those. Yeah. Because those are these other ones I know I can't win with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. It hasn't gotten repetitive enough no, yeah. for me. We're still finding out new, That's new I mean. power-ups you can... But I mean, like, uh, Binding of Isaac, the game yeah. I have tattooed on me, mm-hmm. that game has been re-released, like, with mm-hmm. add-ons, like, four or five times now. There's, like, 5,000 items in the game, all of which have random effects in combination with other ones. So the there are literally, like, infinite possibilities for builds in that game, Mm -hmm. which is why it's... I could play it for a thousand hours. Yeah. Because literally every time it's, like, different. And you're always, like, finding... This item works completely different with this item makes it really good. But if you have that item, it makes it really bad. Yeah. And stuff like that combinations. I'm not sure this game has that kind of depth to it, Mm -hmm. but I'm willing to give it a try because it's so much fun. Yeah, it was really fun. It's Mm -hmm. also... I really like the art. I like the art. From a game design standpoint, they gotta change the colors the colors are crazy so what they do for the most part is they have we got wonky eyes though it looks like (laughs) we we have wonky eyes oh yeah we do we both wear glasses yeah i've had eye surgery and you have you know crystal in your eye and your glasses oh the party lens from <laughs> ibuydirect.com you know it means sponsor him no well don't say their stuff until they sponsor us because now they don't have to pay me anything you already oh, did that's it for true. Them. never mind guys i didn't get yeah, it don't sh- d- let's do the opposite let's give them ba- everyone go there and leave bad reviews on let's glasses do- you didn't buy let's do the opposite just just on the party lens option just so that i don't have to deal with the fact that we gave them free advertisement let's tear them down and that i put a swarovski in my glasses just what, because i didn't understand this is the widest Whitest thing I've ever asked people to do. <laughs> destroy, Go and yelp and give them back. Destroy a, ba- a business on my behalf for no other reason than I'm upset that someone else mentioned them on my podcast. And that I'm not getting paid for it. Yeah, I deserve to be paid for everything I do. <laughs> the yeah, I it, the colors are a little weird. It seems like they got one map, but they want to make it a fireland and a nighttime and an early in the day and an afternoon. And the way they do that is by changing the color and then hiking up the saturation. Mm-hmm. So so like when it's nighttime, it's all like purple, mm-hmm. kind of dark, hard to see. When it's fire, it's all red, so you can't actually even see the fire. So sometimes you step on it. Um, when it's like green, it looks it looks like early morning or like a poisonville, and so you can't see where the poison is. So some of those things, colors really mm-hmm. just need to be figured out. Yeah. But I think they're just trying to do a lot with not a lot, which is fine it's resource resourceful yeah my imagine since i'd never heard of it before and it doesn't like it doesn't even have a wiki 
is what yeah. I told you last night. Like, there's no game wiki that tells you, like, because I was trying to figure out what an item, or not an item, a location in the game was. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing. Yeah. So there's not a huge fanfare about it, um, which m- makes me think it's an indie promoted game. Mm-hmm. And they probably just reskin the levels, like, as you said, just a new color. Yeah. Make it look neonish in yeah. some way and go with it. But I think it hinders the game. If I think my advice to the people who made the game was, is like, if you're like into this genre of games, you have a good, a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, but you got to put more effort into the the detail yeah. of just making it easy to see. Because yeah, yeah, like yeah. a lot of times, our reaction while playing is like, I didn't even see it. Yeah. Because it's hidden. Yeah. Because of the color. I would say. Because um, it's not like enemies stand out. A lot of the enemies are the same color as well, the Well, that's levels. the point is that they blend in. They yeah. kind of jump up on you. Yeah. Um, I would say maybe before we commit to this line of thinking, we change the the options on the TV. I have them on Vivid because I just like to see the colors. So maybe if we change the settings on the TV, but they still need to much. add more variation, right, mm-hmm. in the colors. But I think it's a fun game. It's really I try fun. it out. I really like it. If you like RPGs, so uh, other famous RPGs are Kingdom Hearts. Yes. They play similar to Kingdom Hearts. I don't think so. I think it's similar to, it's like runs like Diablo. So the world, the the world similar, works similarly to Diablo. You have like underground levels that you go to where you can get power ups and stuff like that. Um, That you essentially go to like farm and do stuff like that. But, but, but they're runs. So it's not, there's no story really there. There's an overarching story, but it doesn't really matter so much. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, check it out. <laughs> check out all that stuff. Listen to Lady Gaga. Yeah. Watch Children's Hospital. If you're still in the mood, watch Workaholics and yeah. play some rad. Yeah. And do that and listen to this. That's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>